Welcome to Digital E, the podcast for healthcare marketers, where we look at the digital news, tools, tips, and tricks for effective healthcare communications. I'm David Schifrin with Gerard Phillips, Kate and Hancock, and I'm with Lee AC, digital healthcare pioneer and now healthcare entrepreneur. Today, we're looking at healthcare cybersecurity, reputation management, should you keep it in-house or outsource, and the first of a two-part mini-series on digital ROI. This one, this first one, on measuring ROI and how that differs between larger and smaller provider organizations. Don't forget to subscribe to Digitally on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, please share, rate, and review it. And also check out everything from Gerard at J-A-R-R-A-R-D-I-N-C.com. All right, Lee, good to see you again. Uh, the story that we're going to kick this off with is from Healthcare Dive titled, On High Alert, Hospitals Wary of Cyber Threats from Russia-Ukraine War. It's a kind of an odd one because you wouldn't really necessarily expect there to be sort of a healthcare angle to the cyber warfare that we know is taking place. And frankly, day to day, we don't even know where this, where the invasion is going and what's really happening there. So there's so much uncertainty, but have seen kind of similar stories here and there that Russia seems to be active and you never know where somebody, whether it's them or anybody else is going to show up. And frankly, just a, a week ago, a buddy of mine who's a, a PA, he said, you know, we, we got ransomware and they're asking for a bunch of cash and we're locked down and we're back to paper. So it happens all the time um, in peaceful times and in bad times. So what should provider organizations be thinking about when it comes to cybersecurity? Yeah, and I think it just really highlights that cybersecurity should always be a priority because it doesn't matter where it came. The Russia-Ukraine conflict might might be a precipitating thing if the United States is involved on the Ukrainian side and if Russia retaliates or wants to find ways of gumming up the American system then yeah that could be one precipitating event for why why hospitals would be um under threat but there's lots of other threats there's always bad actors that are out there and and i think it just really highlights the uh importance of good pro- you know processes good hygiene you know good just uh taking basic uh security measures the key one that i think was is, is highlighted in this article and and that i've felt is really important as well as the two-factor authentication because anybody can steal a password i mean it's or you can guess a password but the with the two-factor authentication when you have to have a timely provision of that second code like within 60 seconds that's the kind of thing that's that's going to be super helpful in hitting this stuff off i think the other part is just really good training with start helping them to be alert to phishing scams for instance i know back in my days at mayo clinic we would have authorized phishing simulations that would be sent out by our it security team and you know it got to be a game where you'd say yeah i think that's one of those when you'd forward it and but occasionally would forward those suspicious emails and they'd say yeah that was a real threat that was really something and having people be on the alert for it is really important and yeah, then just the training, the the alerting people that this is something that you have to be aware of and have to be careful. So you mentioned you, you talked about training, Lee, and one of the one of the quotes that stood out to me in the article uh, was from a chief technology officer at a, a cybersecurity company talking about how there's a huge amount of turnover, which is just not something that I'm I'm not familiar with the IT world. But anything there when it comes to personnel. 
Yeah, I think it's really, I, I noticed that in the article as well, that when there's, if you have turnover in your key staff that are responsible for these security initiatives, that you, you do put yourself uh, more at risk. And yeah, I think we've seen whether it's because of people getting terminated because of non-vaccine compliance or whatever, that there have been various reasons for that. But the, there was the great resignation that everyone was talking about uh, as well. So I think having some lack of continuity among staff responsible in these areas could also put systems at risk. So Lee, let's use that to roll into the the second section, which isn't exactly a platform, but in in thinking about both cybersecurity, but then also reputation and, and the reputational damage that can occur, certainly if uh, a, a breach happens or or any other kind of crisis hits. Um, you know, and, and we're talking about the turnover and just the resources that different organizations have. How do you think about what you keep in-house, what you outsource, where you draw the line? How do you manage the limited resources that uh, different organizations have, recognizing that this is going to vary if it's an independent community hospital versus a, a large national healthcare system? Larger health systems do have a lot more resources. They also have a bigger footprint. They also have a lot more angles, a lot more service lines that they're trying to be ranking highly in and and where people are expressing their opinions. So it scales up, the need scales up with the size of the organization as well. So I think for any of them, it depends their, their stance toward using one of these platforms or doing it on their own depends on what other priorities they have, where they need to be devoting their resources and what capacity they have. My general predisposition has been to say that people need to have ownership of their online reputation and that the service line folks or individuals who are concerned about what happens when people Google them, that the best thing they can do is and have an active social media presence, have an active digital presence that will tend to be over time ranked highly in Google and will show up you know, effectively. So I guess I, depending on what resources people are, are willing to put into this, they can either outsource it and try to have things managed that way, or they can take a more active and an organic role in um, managing their reputation. I, I, I'm just naturally, I guess, predisposed to the latter solution and to really authentically engaging in these platforms, but can definitely understand how people say, yeah, I'm, I, I just want to write a check or I want to have somebody else uh, take over that day-to-day responsibility because I have other priorities that I need to deal with. For our insight this week, Lee, um, going to have a two-part mini-series. And in, in talking to my colleagues here at Gerard, they sort of flagged that they had some conversations with you about digital ROI and being the content mercenary that I am. I thought it sounded really useful for our audience. And so this is going to be pivoting away from reputation and uh, cybersecurity and everything. But the, the conversation is about digital ROI. And the first question for today is... Uh, what your take is on measuring ROI and how that differs between teams, marketing folks at, at local hospitals versus at larger health systems or, or different corporate entities? Yeah. Well, I'd say, you know, at the smaller health systems the, or the local hospitals, uh, you typically have marketers who need to be much more of a jack of all trades, need to be much more uh, nimble and resourceful, much more like MacGyver and trying to get results. 
and that has upsides and has downsides. The, the one of the ups, obviously the downsides is the lack of general lack of resources, but the second then is the priority that puts on and the premium that that puts on that resourcefulness, on that creativity, on on experimentation. Um, when I was, uh, you know, so this would be back in 2009, I, I published a document that I called my 35 theses on social media. And there were three of these that kind of uh, relate here. And, and I think that's what I was talking with our, our Gerard folks about is that number 17, social media are free and in an ordinary sense of the word. And that was true back then anyway. And I'll, you definitely have to have some money behind these platforms typically to be able to to get the reach. But then the second one that was related to that is that I, as I in the ROI equation approaches zero, ROI approaches infinity. If you keep the I getting smaller and smaller, that that means you don't have to show as much in terms of benefit for it to, wow, that really works. So the fact that all these, you know, in, in these platforms, that if you're trying to MacGyver it, and that was the 19th thesis is MacGyver is the model for social media success, <laughs> that you have to, you know, be creative and you can get the proof of concept really pretty easily or at least you can experiment with things to say so does this work or not without risking a whole lot and that's actually some of the benefit of the smaller organizations and the way they can be thinking about this is that you know when you're working on behalf of a large you know resourced organization with a super strong reputation there's more risk associated with it so the risk reward thing is the equation is a little bit skewed in the, in those cases cuz what if it doesn't work on the other hand if you're in a in a smaller organization you have a, a lot more upside potential and also because of these because these digital tools have fewer resources needed to do something that's actually pretty solid that is uh, reasonably high quality like these, you know, digital mics, these add-ons that you can get for your phone and to be able to really reduce the cost of production. It lets you try try things and, and then prove their benefit, which can help you make the case for more resources. Great. Okay. So next time we will talk about how healthcare marketers position digital programming to, to justify that ROI, uh, which is a clear extension of this. And we've already talked about that a bit, but I'm looking forward to that conversation next time deal.